0: This morning, we get the great honor of the Bensonator. Mike, would you please come on up? Mike is going to tear it up this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Everybody having a good 2020 so far? Yeah? Yeah, be praying for us. It's going to be a big year for our ministry. We got our first trip coming up in another... The next week uh, to the Philippines, first of two trips to the Philippines this year. We're going to Pakistan, back to Nepal, South Africa, so it's going to be a good devil-stomping year. We love kicking his butt. Uh, um, You know, I was uh, in Nepal uh, last year toward the end, and you know we were standing there, and there's thousands of people surrounding us, and I mean, it was like Book of Acts, people coming up out of... Paralytics coming out of mats, the demons getting cast out, and I remember just standing there and just taking it all in and looking at everything and listening to all these different languages and everything. And I was just in awe of God, and I said, "Man, oh, this is the life, God. Thank you so much." Um, and I want to I want to talk to you this morning. First, I want I want to preface some. The Holy Spirit on the way here said that there's a breakthrough anointing this morning. There's a breakthrough anointing this morning that's going to manifest here, okay? So I'm just, I'm just priming the pump, basically, all right? Um, but I want to talk to you about living the life. You know, a lot of times we've, we, we focus on what we've been saved from instead of focusing on what we've been saved to, and especially us men, we often struggle with issues in our lives that seem to never go away. Can I get a witness? Amen. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the same old tapes, the same old stumbling stone, the same old trap you fall into and all that. And we put our focus on that and, and, and we magnify it. Whatever we focus on is what we magnify. But God has saved us to his life. This is not our life lived with Jesus. We get to live Jesus' life in the earth. Um, in Psalms 15.1, in the Passion Translation, it says, Lord, who dares to dwell with you? Who presumes the privilege of being close to you, living next to you in your shining place of glory? Who are those who daily dwell in the life of the Holy Spirit? Daily dwell." In the life of the Holy Spirit. See, this thing called, that we call Christianity, being a Christian, is not a Sunday uh, experience. It's a lifestyle. It's an everyday, 24-7, living our life in Him and through Him. It's not an okay, I gotta go to work now, now I gotta put on my church hat on Sunday or Tuesday morning at the breakfast time. It's 24-7. The Holy Spirit is not in us to sit there idly. He's there to consume us and everybody around us. Hmm. Matthew 7, 24. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. (laughs) If you want to live a life where the enemy can't touch you, Living in the Holy Spirit. Consumed by the Holy Spirit 24-7. The devil won't want nothing to do with you. I, I, I learned this when I first started in ministry about 15 years ago. I was going to, we were going to go to uh, Rio de Janeiro. It was my very first mission trip ever. And um, my daughter, Sophie, she was just a baby. My son wasn't even born. And I remember I'd be, I'd be playing with her and I'd get this evil foreboding it was more than just a thought. It was like a feeling, like a like a, like a surreal, like I was in a dreamy state, and, 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 and I'd be playing with her, and I'd hear, this is the last time you're going to see her. Your plane's going to go down. And fear gripped my heart. And I remember I was like, oh, man, of course I didn't tell my wife. <laughs> and so I went over to Rio de Janeiro. We won a bunch of souls of Jesus, came back, nothing happened. About the third trip that this was happening, the Holy Spirit finally said, Mike, when are you going to quit putting up with this? When the enemy, it's like whack-a-mole. When he raises his head, hit him with the hammer. So every time he came at me, I started interceding for a million souls. Any little time. Guess what? I fly the friendly skies now. He doesn't mess with me. Because he knows that if he messes with me, I'm going to go on the offense. We got to quit playing defense, guys. This is a conquering life that we're to live. He's called us to take dominion, to advance his kingdom, to smash strongholds. You know what? Ooh, some of you need to quit praying about the issues in your life and start focusing on others' lives. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. More things are caught than taught. That's why it's so important. Jesus wants us to live his life because our life lived in the Holy Spirit is more powerful than any sermon you can hear. Any message that you can hear, any teaching series or anything, seeing it lived and demonstrated is much more powerful. Like if anybody in here is a mechanic, I'm not mechanically inclined, but If you show me how to do something, if you take me under the hood and show me how to do it, I bet I could do it. But if I sat down in the classroom and read the illustrations, I'd still be lost when I got under the hood. Right? So you can sit in church and learn all you want, but unless you see it demonstrated, and unless you're demonstrating it to others, you're not going to catch it as much, okay? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not, I'm not against teaching. I love to teach the word. I love to preach the word. It's awesome. We need it. It's, we, we have to have, but we have to, we have, to have some demonstration too. And, and I've said this before. It's not up to the people in the pulpit to be doing it, the work of ministry. It's up to the people in the seats to be doing the work of ministry. Amen. That's what the fivefold ministry exists for, to train and equip the saints to do the work of ministry. We talk about boldness, yeah, we're going to have, there's going to be a challenge here this morning. We're going, to take, we're going to take this boldness out of theory and put it into practice. <clears throat> Psalms 18.31, could there be any other God like you? You are the only God to be worshipped. For there is not a more secure foundation to build my life upon than you. A believer's life is not marked by how much Bible you know. It's about how much Bible you do. And I can tell you, I know a lot more than what I do. (laughs) Yep. I sat down to start getting into my plan for 2020. You know, I'm going to read this and read that. Guy said, no, why don't you just start doing what you already know? I was like, oops. (laughs) Oops. All right, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, 1 Corinthians 2 4. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and power. And this is it in the Passion Translation. The message I preached and how I preached it was not an attempt to sway you with persuasive arguments, but to prove to you the Almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. You see, people out there are hungry for God, but they don't know it. And we're very good sometimes at presenting religion, but we're very bad at presenting him. We should be living a life that everybody else envies. When sickness comes, when disease comes, when things come, we have dominion over them. I love to go out somewhere and just explode on people. Just go holy. I call it going holy Ghost. I just love it. I remember we were in in uh, Philippines and um, <coughs> I was with uh, an evangelist friend of mine, Clint Harima, and we were in the, in the we just got through with ten days of eating fish heads and rice and praying for thousands of people and and we were back in Manila and we were looking for some we were looking for some food, some American food. And we found a Chili's restaurant. <laughs> and we found some peach mango shakes. And I'm sitting there, and we're just, and Clint, he's tapping me on the shoulder. And, and uh, he says, hey, Mike, look up there. And at the bar, there's a guy from India who had a leg that had a, sh- a shoe with a heel on it that thick. His leg was all twisted and mangled. And he's with some young girl. And he's three sheets of the wind. And he says, let's go give him a miracle. <laughs> I says, you go give him a miracle. I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so we're sitting there and we're into into the shakes and our food's coming out and and my buddy Larry he taps me he says hey look over there and Clint he's you know he's just happy all the time he's got this guy's shoe off and he's got his mangled foot in his hand his bare foot in his hand and the dude's just laughing and the guy and the lady's with his laughing and he just whoop just grew out that foot right there Bam! That dude was instantly sobered. He got up. He's kissing Clint on the head. Oh, no! Thank you. Go! Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Forgot all about the girl he's with, <laughs> and uh, Clint comes, brings him to the table, sits him down, and and uh, he looks at me, and the guy says, "I am Hindu," and I'm like, "Oh, geez, here we go," <laughs> and I says, "Have you prayed?" He told me the story, how he got ran over when he was four years old by a car in the streets of India. I says, have you prayed your Hindu prayers or do whatever you do in Hindu over your leg? Yes, many times. We give sacrifices, all that. I said, the reason your leg is straight and whole right now is because the name above every name, Jesus, the same Jesus that healed your leg, he also died for your sins so you could have a relationship with the Father God. Do you believe that? And he looked at me and he said, I do and we led him to Jesus right there. That's what demonstrating does. Now, I could not now we could have validly validly right biblically everything we could have went up to him, witnessed Jesus to him and told him about Jesus. Would he have got born again? I don't know. I know I have told tons of people about Jesus who didn't get born again. But when you let Jesus show up on the scene, people know that he's the real deal. Cuts through all the lies, all the demonic strongholds in their mind, all the warp theologies in their thinking, everything they've been programmed by, cuts through all of that. And that guy didn't know us as evangelists or he wasn't at a church. Tr- he was in a bar, drunk, drunk. Huh. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in every one of you. Dwells in every single one of you. Same power, no limits, except for the limits you place on them. Mm, mm, mm. If you were on trial, if you were on trial for being a believer in Jesus Christ, would they have enough evidence to convict you? Well, he calls himself a Christian. Well, according to the book, I don't see anything in there about that. Um, I've seen him at church. Well, he's got a bumper sticker on his car: Igthus fish must be saved." Hmm. Scripture says these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Speak in new tongues, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Have you ever seen them doing any of that stuff? Well, I can't really say so. Would they have enough evidence to convict you? Mm-mm. Some of you guys in here need to get off your blessed assurance. Some of you have been wallowing in the same stuff for too long. And it's time to stop. It's time. Jesus is calling you because he wants you to live his life and stop living yours. Especially the life that was built out of your past. Matthew 10, 42 through 45. Jesus gathered them together and said to them, those Recognizes rulers of the people and those who are in the top leadership position rule oppressively over their subjects. But this is not the example you are to follow. You are to lead by this, by a different model. If you want to be the greatest one, then live as one called to serve others. The path to promotion and prominence comes. By having a heart of a bond slave who serves everyone. For even the Son of Man did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life as a ransom price in exchange for the salvation of many. Jesus paid the ultimate price for our salvation. But we are not taking up the benefits package. In this thing called salvation, there's healing, there's freedom, there's gifts, there's power. But it's not all just for us, it's for everybody else out there. Leaders lead by example, by serving others. And the best way you can serve others is by letting Jesus be Jesus through you. Like we were praying this morning for boldness, Pastor Daniel was praying You know, if you see somebody sick, first thing it goes to your head, I don't know if I have what it takes. That's the problem is the eye. Every single miracle that happens that I've experienced hasn't happened because of Mike's goodness. (laughs) Oh, man. Hasn't happened because of my track record or my history or anything. It happens because I stepped out and took a risk. Because I had the audacity to believe what his word says.